good now. Um. Hello and welcome to Modern Art is Rubbish, episode number 78. And here again is your host, Marcus. All right, Tom. Do you, do you like, I'm doing my, uh, my sort of sexy voice at the moment. Do you like that? Well, no, no, not do you like that personally, but do you think it sounds good for the pod? I don't know, because you'll be doing your sexy voice and you're going for a walk, so it might get a bit heavy breathing, yeah. windy, sexy voice. It might sound bizarre, Well, man. it's... Um, I watched that, uh, a Bob Ross documentary, which we'll be talking about later, and uh, his style was very much... Uh, was was very much sort of like sexy painting voice so that's why i thought i'd do the introduction and also um hopefully i did the i did the introduction excuse me oh yeah you did actually <laughs> oh you're right oh well that's about as, as long as i can maintain sexy art instructional voices but we'll be talking about bob ross later because uh, I watched this documentary yesterday about him and also I want to talk to you about um, the Nirvana case with the uh, the Nirvana baby suing Nirvana uh, of course Banksy uh, for the NFT uh, I want to talk about that um, an NFT fake Banksy NFT being sold and also uh, featured artwork so you'll have to do your featured artwork introduction at the end alright oh, yeah so have we got to listen to all the traffic again well yeah can you hear the traffic is it too noisy I think it's well you know I, I, it's just a bit annoying I'm sat in like a soundproof oh studio, I'm out and, uh, you're, you're out there with just lots of yeah I know noise. that's it's because it's just it makes it easier for me to relax and be on the podcast and plus uh i think that lead, well, your statement leads me quite nicely into the fact that i've now got a uh, hairy muff so um and that's on my microphone so that should stop stop a lot of things hairy muffs do they they'll stop a lot of the windy noises and a lot of the plosives uh that you could hear on my recording last time you yeah. got nothing to say on hairy muffs at the moment, have you? Well, I don't know, man. I'm not sure if, if like, uh, I'm supposed to laugh or something. I don't know. It's the 70s thing. Anyway, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the first one, oh, I'm walking through a load of people and I'm now going to start talking about naked babies. So this is quite a challenge here. Um yeah, so like non-hairy muffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is funny. This is what I like about doing the pod outdoors, is the fact that you can talk about quite controversial subjects and know that you're going to be walking past a load of people, and it's quite challenging. So basically, uh, I'm just walking past the open bakery in Kemp Town. It's uh, very nice, and people are looking. People are quite taken with my muff, actually, I think, because it makes me look professional is what professional people have isn't it on their microphone so anyway uh what professional twats (sighs) no cool people cool people walking out who think that it's better to go for a walk doing the podcast than actually doing it in a studio on account of their extreme coolness but anyway so 
you've seen about the baby, haven't you? The Nirvana baby suing Nirvana. Um, yeah, that was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's about... So the baby on the famous album cover, the actual yeah. baby that was in the water, that must have only been like a matter of months old rather yeah. than years at that point of the photograph yeah. is um, suing for the use of his image he's now an uh, um, what do you call it a grown yeah yeah he's, he's 30 word? years old now uh, don't for- he's 30 yeah. yeah 30 years old and he's suing Nirvana for their like um infamous is it infamous it's kind of a very famous it's album very f- cover from like a hugely celebrated yeah. album of course and it came out in 1991 and it's basically it's a picture of a baby uh, a naked baby and it's in a swimming pool so it's been taken underwater and um, there's on a fish hook there's a dollar bill that's dangling in front of the baby um, yeah but he can't be suing Nirvana is he suing the photographer or is he suing the record re- label is he suing uh, like who's he suing exactly yeah I read that he's um, he's suing 17 members including four members of the band and he's suing them for about 2.3 million dollars uh, basically what happened when the, the image was originally taken um, it was like a pool party and a friend of the family said look I just want to take a few a few photographs I, sh- I don't know if this is how the, what, how the conversation went there, probably not. And he just said, look, do you mind, the photographer friend probably said to the fact that his parents, you know, do you mind if I chuck your son naked in the swimming pool and uh, take a photograph of him? Um, I don't know if that was how the conversation went, but the parents were quite happy. It was a verbal contract and he got, they got 200 quid and they thought nothing more of it. And then what happened? Yeah, a, a verbal contract that involved the exchange of 200 quid. Yeah, $200, yeah. And, or $200, yeah. yeah. And then what happened was I thought nothing of it, and I thought, oh, he's just like, you know, going to use him for whatever. And suddenly uh, it turns out that it's on this hit album. And what's actually happened has, it, it also as the, the hook and the little dollar bill has been added onto onto the image now postpartum if you postpartum, like postpartum fish hook baby dollar I don't know postpartum yeah. fish yeah. hook baby dollar I don't <laughs> anyway um, so I've got kind of like what the uh, the guy uh, who's called Spencer Eldon who's now actually an artist and um, he's actually alleging you know that his eye, because of this image, you know, it's obviously really famous now. His uh, identity and legal name are forever tied to the commercial sexual exploitation experienced as a minor, which has been distributed and sold worldwide from the time he was a baby to the present day. And uh, he's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't help but picturing him naked in a swimming pool as a baby. His ba- yeah, his baby. Parts yeah, I, I don't care what sort of artist he is. He's like that baby. Yeah, well, this is part of his issue that he's saying that he's always going to be forever tied to that. And he also alleged that band members, record companies and creative personnel were trafficked his image for profit, according to... Uh, and he's... 
parents. Well, the thing is, his parents only apparently made two hundred dollars out of it. So that oh, so they want they want more out of it. He thinks they should have got more. I think, if I'll be honest, this case is about more. I mean, they're the cases they're insinuating that uh, it's some kind of child pornography. But the point is, is that in in uh, LA having a picture of a naked baby is not uh, that uh, it's not illegal at all it's it's yeah not not many of us um, fellas get that excited by no. that sort of image well the thing is is this is part when it goes to court this is going to be the debate because it's going to why I picked this uh, story is because it's going to be a debate about art that'll be part of the reason because the image they're arguing is that it was fine if it was just a picture of a baby naked in a pool then that's just a sweet innocent one but allegedly to what i've read they're kind of insinuating that the the fact that they added a a fishing line with a dollar means it's almost like a like performing acts for money kind of like a sexualized image of a baby that's how they're interpreting it now when I saw that album, because I bought it when it came out in 1991, right? And when I saw the cover, I thought, oh, okay, that's an interesting cover. Thought nothing more of it. And when I actually looked at it, I thought, oh, okay, it, it's something to do with the commercial world and like there's a really innocent looking baby, uh, innocent, vulnerable baby, and soon it's going to grow up and it's going to step into the world where money is, is everything and will rule its life. So it's got this kind of like free baby image. Um, so the judge is going to have to debate around that because apparently the issue of to do with contracts and verbal contracts, uh, to what I've read, you'd have to uh, be taking up the case at least four year, uh, within four years of a contract being done. So... Okay, so it would break ground if he was successful. Well, yes. Yeah, so this is this is why it's about the trafficking of the image. Um, it's fair enough. I think, you know, I think that he didn't get enough money for it. But there, there is a big issue that he's talking about all this exploitation. But he hasn't kind of. It has to be said that this artist, uh, Spencer Eldon, who's quite a good painter actually. I've looked at some of his artworks. I mean, it's not something particularly amazing but they are pretty good now he's celebrated he appeared on the 20th anniversary uh, and the 25th anniversary recreated the album covers admittedly with shorts on uh, you know so he was in a swimming pool to celebrate it he's been photographed it with it several times he's appeared in articles about his art and of course the interest in his art has come from the fact that he was the baby and also, as you know, Tom, I don't know if you saw that picture that I sent you. Um, I went on eBay. We love our thing on eBay. And I thought, was this a fake on eBay? And he actually did a little quick canvas sketch, sketch on canvas of the baby drawing with the little money and then gave it to this guy. Now, I don't know if he sold it or not. But so he's quite celebrated the fact it could be argued that he's been celebrating the fact that he was this baby. So to me, it's about a record company really should have given him more money. And it seems like that's the issue here. 
Yeah, well, who was the photographer working for at this pool party? <laughs> was it a pool party that had members of the like Nirvana of of Nirvana, you know, um, of Nirvana's team? Yeah. Were they at this party? I, I know. Did they know the kids? No, it was just, I think it was just a friend who was a photographer who happened to be at a party. And then he ended up using the image for for the... Uh, they, they basically said, yeah, can, can I take a photograph? Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm assuming that they... There's an argument there of whether they really gave the full rights away so it's there is the rights argument there as well but whether and yeah so there's like so there's a friend who then like did anyone else make money out of this apart from nirvana like incorporated yeah. whatever they're called yeah this like did anyone else make money out of this like photo well yeah i mean it's 17 there's 17 people that they're all being sued for the fact that they've made money out of it and he's made nothing. So it's about $150,000 they're suing each person. So the, the remaining members of Nirvana, the record company people, the photographer, the whole thing, I suppose, because I mean, the amount of money they made from T-shirts and stuff like that and sales. But again, it's a problem, isn't it? It's a thing like, you know, if you say to someone, make a verbal contract to someone, yeah, can I have a picture? Yeah, can I use it? Yeah, you can use it for whatever you want. It, that could have been the conversation, I don't know. It's a bit of a... It's a bit of a... It's a bit of an iffy one, but I think this is about money, and I don't like the way that it's kind of become this debate about there's about what is art, you know. It's, it's put it into the wrong kind of arena. They shouldn't be talking about... Because to me, that image was those questions that they're saying about oh this a baby performing for a dollar in a swimming pool it's just it kind of is isn't that red herring the image is asking that exact same question isn't it it's about commercialism uh, you know and at the time no one thought anything of this image you know it's it, yeah but it's like an innocent baby like performing for money or like is their innocence being tarnished isn't that isn't that saying you know? Yeah, but um, not not in a not not in a not in a sexual know. way, but in a it's a commercial exploitation way. That's the way I saw the image. Um, there was right, there was yeah. just just as a caveat as well. There was also talk of um, apparently them putting a sticker on it. So uh, so a sticker over the parts. But I thought that that again would have been like just drawing attention to something that really doesn't warrant attention I'd you know it would have made it more fun for kids if they could pull off the sticker see what was underneath it's a bit like um, oh you're talking a bit like the Andy Warhol uh, they, they've have had albums on stickers before haven't they but they're normally just the explicit content in the lyrics I like pulling stickers off things anyway just just picking any old sticker it's always something quite satisfying about taking the sticker off a CD cover and it being clean and then getting it clean and getting rid of all that thing that's quite a quite a pleasant thing to do yeah it's like happy days well yeah obviously not in context of uh, anything to do with the Nirvana cover just as a separate thing about plastic there you go I thought I had remembered the pleasures of removing stickers off CD covers there you go you can do it 
you can do it yourself. You can just get an old stick, uh, CD cover and just stick some tape on it. Works. Yeah, just but as you well. don't have to get an old CD cover. I don't know where you get one of those. You, but you could like just get a bit of fruit and get a sticker off a bit of fruit. Oh yeah, you? but oh that's quite nice. Shall I shall I say it one more time? A bit of fruit. Yeah, we will be talking about fruit and its significance in our featured art later, actually, Tom. So that's a nice little link that you didn't know you did. Bananas, I'd say, are quite good for that. Here, uh, they always have stickers. Uh, more so than anything else. I'm just walking past Boots now, healthcare. So I yeah. don't know what, what you can I hear. Guess, yeah, no. Yeah, banana stickers. I think I used to collect them when I was a kid. Yeah. And like uh, stickers on oranges. Oh, stickers on oranges. And I had like, uh, like I think it was on my bedroom wall, but it might have been on the kitchen table or something on the leg. Yeah, I reckon it. I put, I stuck them all down, and so there was a little collection of fruit stickers. It wasn't like a very proactive. Yeah. They just when they came up and I remembered to, I'd just take one and put it on and it was like Did you know, did you f- decorative. It wasn't done for sexual exploitation of mine. No, no. It was just the stick oh collection. Well I was, I was thinking more you were like a Andy Warhol, like a kind of like a, a pop Andy Warhol. And uh, that was that was kinda of like your uh, your your statement. As a child, you were discovering Andy Warhol early. No, maybe not. Maybe I'm attributing too much to the innocent sticking of labels and making it into some great artistic statement by a child. Yeah, well, maybe I was discovering Andy Warhol through a banana. Well... I mean, who who would have thought you could discover Andy Warhol, like, by... Well, of course you could, because that would hark back to his uh, his album with the Velvet Underground, where he did a banana. Okay, that was that. Yeah, I realise now that was stupid. Yeah. What I said. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, our next uh, story, uh, we got to have a Banksy. We don't have Brexit these days, do we, or Trump, but we do have Banksy, oh, Banksy. yeah. Banksy in the U. Yeah. Banksy section! Yeah. Banksy! We've got no, uh, yeah, because we've got no uh, JR2O stories at the moment, so we'll do a Banksy one instead. Um, yeah, so uh, I was reading up about this uh, guy he um hackers attacked uh, the banksy website didn't they did you see that and they pretended uh, that banksy was selling uh, an nft and this guy uh, obviously saw it and thought oh this is exciting and ended up paying three hundred thirty-six thousand dollars for it um suppose you would get excited if you saw an nft by banksy though wouldn't you I wouldn't, but you probably would. Yeah, I mean, you'd think it's... Because the thing is, is that you probably think, oh, you know, it's on his website, I'm the first. And you would be thinking, why the hell am I the first to discover this? Surely this would have come out a lot, a lot sooner or something. You know, there would have been some publicity around it. So anyway, he bought it and he must have felt gutted when he found out it was a hacker because... Apparently Banksy never does NFTs or he's not released anything. I doubt he would. I don't think it's in his, his style. He doesn't need to, does he? Uh, 
you know, certainly not the amount of money that he makes. So uh, just I hope that bus wasn't too loud. Did you hear me over the bus? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe you should start shouting whenever. Like that. Really loud. Motorbike. That was a. Yeah. So the the idea of me going you for a walk is sh- great, yeah. except when a motorbike like that walks past. So, yeah. Where was I? Yeah. It w- it might be fun if you had to shout and just didn't stop whenever anything noisy went past but just shout along with well, it well if that like you're like like you're a news reporter in a war the shouty zone. podcast guy do I want to be known as a shouty shout, podcast yeah. guy do I I don't know who's going to know you as that really Not I mean, an, you'll probably know yourself as yeah it, but, but if you see someone yeah that. but if you see someone with a furry muff shouting you'd know it was a shouty podcast guy yeah, or you might just think, what's what? <laughs> yeah, so, Banksy. Um, yeah, so $336,000 the guy paid for it. Um, he obviously must have been absolutely gutted when he realised that he'd been, uh, he'd been done. He'd been had. Um, so there was big publicity, but in a really bizarre twist, the hackers seem to have obviously have got guilty and they've given back most of it except for the $5,000 transaction fee so it's like they've only stolen I mean just to say they've only stolen $5,000 but that's not normally you, you don't normally get that kind of end to a story yeah well maybe it cost him 5000 to run the scam so you reckon it was about the five grand? It was never about the rest. It's like you look really nice and everyone goes, oh, we won't bother pursuing you. No, no, I mean, this guy spent five grand like doing this like uh, this hack yeah. and selling this NFT. Yeah. He set himself up to run this like game yeah. and it, it cost him five grand. Yeah. So he's, he's just taken his expenses and paid them, his profit back. Well... Yeah, so so he's he's just said, look, you know, I ripped you off, but you know, I, I'll rip you off just at cost. At cost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, really. Good, isn't it? Yeah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tom, I've been watching a Netflix documentary uh, about Bob Ross. Do you know Bob Ross? I love Bob Ross. What does he do? Is he like uh, an artist? He doesn't do anything anymore now. He's actually dead. But uh, Bob Ross... Oh, I could do my shouty bit because I'm at a busy intersection where people cross when the light isn't green. Although, for people that live... In other parts of the world, jaywalking isn't a crime in the UK, so don't be concerned about that. Yeah, so Bob Ross, he's a, uh, an artist who was very famous for his series, The Joy of Painting, which came out in, uh, started in 1984 and ran for loads and loads of seasons. He had about like 30 seasons or something of it. And uh, it finished in 1994, and he died in 1995, aged 52. 
and it's a documentary about his life. I mean, he's famous because he's got this guy's got a beard, and he's got um, he's got a perm. He was famous for his perm, and his uh, and how he used to work. Cause he used to work on uh, wet on wet kind of art. So he'd go on TV and he'd be famous for producing these landscapes in in you know 30, 30 minutes. He produced these. You know, quite chocolate box, but quite effective landscapes with mountains and trees, really quickly. And he's he's an art entertainer. Yes, he is an art entertainer. He's a he's a kind of uh, an art entertainer, but he also was like a man who was quite kind on a mission. He wanted to make people feel better through art, and you know, say to people, you know, you can do this and get people wall painting and feeling good about themselves and producing get people producing these amazing artworks still to this day he's a really popular figure now the guy who apparently did the documentary uh, was was out just to make a nice documentary about this guy and then it turns out that there's a sort of his business partners have not been uh, so uh, cool and they also have got a habit of suing everyone who disagrees with them. So basically, uh, he's when he died, his son, in, he wanted his son to make money from his legacy and his son inherited nothing, he's made no money. And there's now a big sort of corporation that controls the Bob Ross image and you can get everything by Bob Ross now. Socks, I've got a pair of Bob Ross socks by the way. Uh, paints, uh, everything clocks t-shirts the lot and it's a multi-million dollar uh, business and it just looks at how business is being conducted and how how uh, you know the life of this guy and the good effect he had on people and how he was all about you know just bringing art to the masses and how corporations and money making gets involved okay so, so i recommend watching it I think it's really worthwhile. Do you know what it is? I know you you don't care about spoiler alerts and stuff, but I didn't want to say too much because it's just worth people watching. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So he turned yeah, he you... turned out to be quite nasty in the end. No, no, he was always a good man. No, he was always good. It, it was just that it turns out that the, you know, he got involved. Now I, I have to say that it's only one-sided documentary, so that the people that exploited his image for monetary gain, you know, they've come out not looking great. But again, it is one documentary, just uh, giving one side of an argument. So you can't completely say. But what I can say, Tom, is that Bob Ross was a kind man in my opinion and I think that's a good place to end that segment okay so now I'm actually in town do you know where I am now I'm behind the Brighton Pavilion which is quite something to be looked at I will be doing one of my uh Runs, I think, an art run of mystery where I end up at the Brighton Pavilion so people can see it. That's on our uh, YouTube, isn't it? YouTube channel. So you're you're behind it. What are you doing behind it? Having a quick sniff of something? Sniff of something? No, no, there's no sniffing going. Oh, there is. I might be sniffing the lovely flowers. You're right. It was innocent <laughs> sniffing. Not, uh, not the normal, the other type of sniffing that may or may not go on in certain parts of Brighton 
what am I saying? Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Tom, can you do... Now, now it's getting interesting. I know. So we're go- I think it's time to go on to our featured artwork, Tom. Um, can you do featured artwork intro? Okay, yeah, yeah. Bear with me. Featured artwork. Right, featured artwork is a painting called Girl Reading a Letter at an Open Window and it's by Jan Vermeer and it was done around about 1657 and um, basically this is a painting that's been in the old Masters Gallery in Germany, uh, Dresden uh, for years and years, hundreds of years and they've just realised that part of the painting has actually been, uh, been covered up uh, for prudishness interestingly enough it links to our first uh, topic about the Nirvana baby uh, possibly why I picked it as well but what's really interesting is that this art this this painting shows how that if you start to alter the artist's vision it can completely change uh, how you read the painting so you've got those paintings there the two before and after pics Tom yeah so one of them one of them's got uh, a picture of a naked baby yeah. on the uh, wall and one of them has just got a blank wall and I'm presuming maybe I'm being presumptuous that this is the great 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 grandfather of the Nirvana baby <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are being presumptuous and wrong. But not morally wrong to make that, but wrong. In a in a in a, in a right, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I don't know, it would be hard to prove, wouldn't it? <laughs> on our on our show right now. So, the thing is is that with this being painted over, when it for years and years and years, they thought that this was a painting of just to describe it. It's a, a painting of a woman, and she's she's received a letter, and she's standing by the window, and there's a bowl of fruit next to her on the bed, and she's in her bedroom, and she's reading this letter. Now, this letter could be, you know, a blank wall next to her. This letter could have been from the tax man she could be going oh no it could have been letting her know that a parent had died it could have been telling her that I, I, I don't know she's won the the lottery I don't know if there is one that says anything about the lottery in 1657 so that's probably a wild theory that I have or it could be that she's uh, won second prize in a beauty contest like in Monopoly or something like that anyway I'm you'd get the sort of the idea now the point is is that they realized that it, the actual on the wall there was actually a painting so the original vision was Vermeer painted the Cupid now Cupid had been painted over so they've just recently restored it so that the painting of Cupid is now on the wall where a blank wall used to be. Now you can imagine how that completely changes because Cupid is the uh, the son of Venus, I believe. So that letter now looks like it's possibly from a lover because you've got that picture of Cupid on there, a naked Cupid on there, and it looks like something's about to happen. Maybe it's the start of a love affair. And the other thing as well is if you now look at the bowl of fruit which I mentioned can you see there they've got a bowl of fruit and it's got apples in it 
Now apples can also symbolise Venus. So it now looks like that uh, woman who's received that letter, I think she may be about to have an affair or about to meet up with a lover or it might be the start of a new love. Whereas before we just thought that she got a letter from the tax man perhaps. I don't know if you've interpreted it that way, but that's how I see it, Tom. Oh, right, yeah. I, I was imagining that Cupid was her, like, uh, a representation of her, like, baby son who was writing from, like, um, from a war in, a, like, a distant town or something. Well, her babe, she was Venus and her baby son was Cupid, who's now dropped his remit of doing love and is now going to go out and fight. Like, oh, yeah, potentially, maybe um, Cupid is like an Apple salesman and she's just put in her, her latest order and he's replied. Oh, right. Now we're getting on to my love of uh, discounted vouchers and home delivery <laughs> yeah. services. Yeah, actually, that reminds me. Don't, don't know, you get me off. I'm just now thinking about supermarkets instead of art. That's not good, Tom. Well, it is good if I want to eat. My my fridge is quite bare. Well, your brain is obviously out of control, Marcus. (laughs) Yeah, it's because I haven't eaten today. That's why we're talking about food and I haven't eaten. So, but do you know what I mean? I I find it really interesting that you could see really clearly, and I'll put both of those on the website, how an artist's vision can be changed uh, just purely by someone coming along and painting over it which is pretty obvious really when you think about it I'm saying that yeah so um, yeah that's Yang Vermeer a girl reading a letter in an open window yeah so what do you think of the decision to expose what it was what it was like previously and do you think it was covered up after the artist died by some concerned people since he died or do you think this particular artist covered it up himself when he changed his mind. About I, I, I the think picture. the I think the evidence suggests it was covered up later on. I think the uh, the radio, whatever they do with the uh, with the uh, machines, the machines, the, uh, the the tests that they did indicated that it was a, a later addition. So I think it was just prudish people, kind of people that would have. Uh, got shocked by the Nirvana cover I suppose when it first came so out so why do you think they would have covered it up later on what because the Pope was visiting or something I don't know I, I, I literally think that someone thought they didn't want to they didn't want to have a naked Cupid on their wall and they thought they were I, I'm guessing it was prudishness that's what my guess is you know someone said well we can't have that that's, that's a naked Cupid He's got to have one of them little... Uh, I mean, that history's been littered with those, with people drawing on vine, le- vine leaves and uh, covering up paintings because they've just, they just didn't want to offend, but they still wanted to keep the painting, so they just covered up the bit. But it completely renders the painting pretty useless, really. It, it destroys the meaning of the painting completely. Yeah, but it's like a... In music, it's like resampling an older work and turning it into something yeah. else, isn't it? I don't know if painting over something because you, you find it offensive is really that transformative. It just seems a bit um, kind of, I don't know, don't know how. 
Well, it was interesting how it changed the meaning. Even like yeah. uh, it changed it from being like a, an unknown letter into a romantic. Letter. Yes. Yeah. That. 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 It was. Yeah. So it was. It was a a picture of mystery, but prior to that, it had been a picture of romance. Oh, there you go. Uh, I don't think I can top that, Tom. It was a picture of romance, and now it's a picture of mystery, and now it's back to a picture of romance again. And there's not enough love in this world, Tom. As I walk down Brighton, down the the back of the pavilion where they don't sniff stuff the more public areas and um, allegedly and uh, I think that's it Tom well on that note of we need more love in the world I think we should sue the gallery why for, for taking away love um, <laughs> no for for revealing it to us oh yes I, I yeah I, I'm yeah, I feel like I'm lacking now. I was living in happily in a world of mystery, and uh, <laughs> I'm lacking. Now, a short advertisement break. Tom. Oh, hey, man. That's my turtle art print. Um, it's 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 there, man. It's right there. Well, it, well, it's just a blank thing that's been painted over. Nothing. Where is it? Oh, well, I had to paint on it, man. You said I couldn't put stickers over it. Yeah. What, what, why do you want to put stickers over it, man? Well, you know, I have to walk past it and you can see everything under that shell. It's just there, hanging all out, just dangling there on the wall. I don't want to look at it. I need to cover it up. <laughs> anyway, I had some of this Bob Ross pr- paint. It was just sitting there. I thought I'll use that. So just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. So, Tom, um, I just think it's time for uh, housekeeping. Oh, by the way, uh, I do say to you listening at home, um, email us, you know, info at modernartisrubbish.com and then... I go and find out that the email wasn't forwarded to my wonderful setup on my computer that I thought I'd done so brilliantly. So uh, there's a few emails that we have yet to catch up on dating back to the dark days, at least last year of COVID. So I'll make sure I get up on those. So there's a few things that we'll be talking about future, a couple of books and... uh, and an artist who paints flowers I want to give a mention to as well. That sounds so exciting! <laughs> what an artist rubbish! <laughs> and if anyone, you can see all the images on the website, which is www.modernartisrubbish.com. And I think that is it for today as Marcus turns into a walking robot with the noisy sound of traffic behind him so it's good bison isn't it Tom okay yeah so yeah it's been really nice to talk to you all goodbye goodbye bye